You're very welcome back to another podcast delivered to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie. Let's talk weddings. Very excited about today's podcast because we have a panel of suppliers, not just one supplier, from all various different categories. They're all back doing weddings, and we're here to share their experience with you. So we have Pamela Matthews from Pamela Matthews Makeup and Hair. We have Trevor Matthews, no relation, from Midland DJs. We have Jerry Duffy from Jerry Duffy uh, wedding videos we have alan brennan from wedding car galway so that's the wedding transport end of it and we have alan golden from golden moments photography and alan also does uh, videography too so what we're going to do is we're going to start with pamela first if that's okay so pamela you're the makeup you're the hair you're there from the very start of the day obviously with the photographers and videographers as well so you are back doing weddings and how's it going how's it going for you yeah yeah, yeah, it's going really well. Um, to be honest, it's um, it's pretty much the same um, as it's always been. The excitement is still there. Um, you know, the bride is delighted to see us coming at um, yeah. crazy o'clock in the morning. But uh, yeah, the excitement is still there. It's still absolutely brilliant. And that's, that's a recurring bit of feedback that we're getting from suppliers and especially the couples who are posting online saying they're just so happy that they went ahead with their wedding. Um, so exactly. pretty much you're finding it the same. Can I just touch off then obviously with makeup and hair, the proximity of being with, with the couple, you know, that that comes into play with PPE. Are, are you introducing anything there? What what, what does it look like? Look, we, we all have to wear masks because we're so close Um each other and we're indoors as well obviously we have to wear masks um, and then from my side of it it's um, a separate set of brushes for everybody and um, sterilizing all the equipment down in between um, each client so yeah like it, it does take a little bit longer in the morning but that's to protect our, our clients so we don't mind doing it of course um, but uh, yeah look we, we look a little bit different the masks are there um, but we don't mind wearing them to be honest I'm used to it at this stage and it feels weird not wearing it yeah, um, that's it, isn't it? It's kind of just becoming part of what we do now. We just wear the mask. And yeah, it's, you, it's a new norm. Yeah, and are you, getting, are you putting the branding on the mask or anything like that? Are you going that far or are you just keeping it simple? <laughs> Not just yet. We've okay. something in the pipeline, but we're, we're working on it. <laughs> Great. Well, look, I'll come back to you in a few minutes. I'm going to jump on to Alan Brennan from Wedding Car Galway. So the transport end of it, uh, Alan, ha- what's your experience been? Down here in Galway, Carl, uh, originally for a lot of weddings down in the west here that they were all fairly large numbers you know so when these uh, restrictions came in um there was a bit of uncertainty um postponing until later in the year and whatever but what, what i'm beginning to see now is that uh a lot of the couples um there's no there's no seemingly nobody knows for where these restrictions are going to end so instead of postponing for a second or third time people are just basically going to get around the numbers if it's 50 they're going to plan it that way, even though they might have had 280 or 300 on their guest list originally. Um, but couples are just intent on getting married. If they if there's different restrictions in for different parts or different counties, and it might go up to 100 or whatever, I'd say couples will be very happy with that. And just in relation then yeah. to bringing people to the ceremony location, yeah. like, look, for you, it's the same as taxi drivers. You just, you're putting people in the back of your car and you just wear the mask or, yeah. you know, so it's nothing much has been hampered. Um, I, Every every couple is different, um, Carl. You know, I I don't I don't tell my my couples you have to put a mask on before you get in. Do you know what I mean? It's in in that instance, it's probably different from a taxi driver. Like the, I just recognise that it's a special day. Um, a lot of brides don't feel comfortable kind of wearing wearing a mask. I know some of them will wear it walking up the aisle and then take it when they get, uh, off when they get to the top of the aisle. But um, 
I find every couple is different because so like I'd always um maybe in the week in the run up to the actual wedding get in contact with the bride or groom and, and ask them what do they want for their day? Do they yeah. want me to wear a mask? Do they not want me to wear a mask? But obviously the car will be fully wiped down, sanitized, uh seats, door handles, the whole lot, you know what I mean? So mm. it, everything will be starting from a point zero as uh, from, from that from that perspective. But um yeah. couples have been different uh calls, you know what I mean? Um, I as I said, I don't force them if they don't want to wear a mask, um, they, they don't have yeah, to, you know. Yeah, great. Okay, well, that's good to know as well. And engaging with your couples in advance is, is key. I'll move on to uh, Alan Golden from Golden Moments. Um, Alan, you're a photographer, a photographer in the business for a long, long time. You're back doing weddings. Um, so anything that's jumping out at you that's any way different, are we all kind of running on the same page that weddings haven't changed that much? Yeah, we're back for a um, number of weeks now. We've quite a number of weddings under our belt at this stage. And it's everything from just the bride and groom with the celebrants, um, right up to the maximum allowed, a bit like Alan there. And, and the same as Pamela mentioned, you know, people are very enthusiastic and very excited. So what we're seeing, Carl, is we're seeing some couples are having the very, very small wedding now and planning the party for a year or two's time. And then other couples, such as this Friday's couple, country wedding, big numbers planned, they haven't had to reschedule. This is their original date on Friday. They're going ahead. They're scaling back the numbers. And that's it. You know, yeah. that is the wedding. And yeah. I'm absolutely delighted and excited about getting on with it. So um, it's not business as usual, obviously. Um, and I suppose just the protocols and the masks and everything else is very, very important. And um, quite a lot of us have done, um, with your assistant, Jerry Cahill, the, the COVID training there recently, which is, mm. you know, extremely useful and couples really do appreciate that. Isn't that playing? have been through that. That part of it as well, like with, with suppliers going to that extra effort, like even talking to Pamela there and Alan from Wedding Car Galway about really, you know, sterilising things down and playing your part. And then the COVID training course is, is a huge kind of tool to ensure your couples that, you know, you're being compliant and you're making every effort you can to, to make that experience better for them. And just then in group shots, we have to talk about the group shop. Like, I suppose with the with family members, there's a little bit of, is there any kind of leeway? Because that group shot, shot as a photographer is always a, is a big one, isn't it? What, what, what I tend to do is get the group shot where people are seated either in the church or in the ceremony room. So... Mm. You know, I'm not, I don't have to organize people, you know, I don't have to move people to where they don't want to be. They're sitting where they want to be. Okay, so that's, gotcha. while, while they are going to be spaced out, you know, what, what we're doing is we're capturing, we're capturing the day as it's unfolding. Yeah. And if people are sitting in every second pew or in every second or third or fourth seat, you know, that's it. And, you know, in 10 and 15 and 20 years time, when people look back on it and ask the question, you know, why, why do they not like each other? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that, that, that's a story in itself. Great. Um, yeah. And then the family pictures, the family forms themselves, well, people are, you know, they found family units and this is what they want to do. Um, yeah. As a photographer, I don't need to get that close, you know, so I'm always masked and, and you know, I suppose different to Alan and Pamela there. Um, I, can, I can be quite, you know, a distance away. Uh, as long as they can hear me. Well, it's not part of the. You often hear from wedding couples, Alan. I'm sure you hear it all the time. That, like, I know when I got married, I said to the photographer, "I don't want to see you." And now I don't know if you, is that is that a common thing? Would couples say that to you? Yeah. Look, we don't uh, want to overdo yeah, it. Yeah, 
Yep, and that's human nature. And, you know, so we haven't had to change our style really at all because, you know, that's the way we, that's the way we operate. Yeah, That's great. the way we shoot. It's very much fly in the wall. So we don't, you know, we're, we're very much in the periphery. But when it comes to things like family formal pictures, which are really, really important to couples, yeah. just in terms of organizing those, we try to organize them outside if we can. Uh, if, we, if we need to go inside for whatever reason, whether it's weather or just logistics, then you know, obviously, you have to care. The bottom line is, there's 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 ways around it. I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you in a little bit, Alan, because I suppose a big part of capturing the day, obviously, is uh, having a videographer as well. Um, I'll be coming back to Pamela, and I'll be coming on to Trevor from Midland DJs. But we're going to chat to Jerry Duffy, who's a videographer. He's been in the business for a long, long time. I think probably longer than my current age if i'm right um so well experienced <laughs> so uh jerry welcome to the podcast thank you very much young man good jerry i suppose the biggest question i have for you as a videographer like alan you know you have your lens you can keep your distance you can social distance it's a no-brainer we always have the conversation about you know the regret of people not having a videographer at their wedding because you don't capture the day would that be much more um I don't know what the right word is, but would would you be saying to people now more than ever it's more important to have a, a videographer, especially during these times that we're living in? Absolutely. To to use a, a pun that a bride used with me last Monday while making our booking with us, she said that her whole mind was now focused on the smaller numbers, the smaller wedding. Her problem, Cal, was that the 120, 130 wish that she had She'd already taken that number down from the 150, 160 that mum wanted. And I have a huge sense of empathy for couples trying to put together a guest list in the first place. To then further reduce that down to less than 50 means there's a lot of her friends rather than her parents' friends that are now going to be perhaps left, left off that list because maybe the parents are insisting on paying for the wedding. So the whole wedding guest list isn't a massive complication in a bride's point of view. And for that reason, we are now seeing an upswing in business because mm. couples are coming and booking specifically to have a video, but also on some occasions to have live streaming so that guests who were not able to attend the wedding are still able to virtually come in and live stream on the day, which we provide, or alternatively, they come in with the review of the wedding afterwards when we put it up online. Um, and give the couples the passwords to pass through to the viewers, and then they can enjoy the portions of the day that they're interested in with the recording. So from videography point of view, this is almost a good thing to happen because it's making couples conscious of the fact that the one thing they don't see on their own wedding day is their own wedding. They're so worried about everything else. Yeah. And then the day after the wedding, they get yeah. even more worried because perhaps they didn't have a video, and live with that regret thereafter. Yeah. And like WeddingSuppliers.ie would always be pushing that, like, you know, don't regret it. Get Like, why would you not want to record the biggest day of your life? And even when we do, please God, move past COVID and the numbers start increasing again, I think people might see the value again in, in having a videographer to capture those moments. Um, before I move on to Trevor from Midland DJs, Jerry, a big part of um, the congregation of a wedding would be the bride and groom or the couple outside the church or outside the ceremony room uh, greeting people on the way out. Um, so what's happening there with that? If you're dealing with people who are in the business 
for a long time. I'm personally recording weddings for 41 years. People that have that backdrop of experience know what can possibly go wrong on a wedding day and therefore know how to plan out those problems into a successful outcome. Yeah. For instance, we've done seven weddings since we've come back after COVID. Uh, seven weddings just Saturday and White. In two of those weddings, the bride chose to ignore our own suggestion. And on both of those occasions, the clergy person, one was a civil, one was a, a, a church wedding, and both those parties had announced there is no shaking hands permitted. The bride and groom will not be having a recessionary line at the front door of the church. Okay. All fine and dandy, and exactly as we had prophesied to the couple, it turned into a rugby scrum. Everybody wanted to get a touch of the bride, a grab of the bride, she was being pulled by the shoulder, by the elbow, by the dress. Everybody, with the best will and intention, wanting to congratulate the couple okay. for creating an issue. So what we have suggested to all of our couples instead, and worked very well on five of them, two little small tables, one between you and the uh, families as they're coming down the aisle with little hand sanitizer bottles on. So before they come to shake hands with the bride and groom, they do a quick hand sanitizer with the alcohol rub. And then one outside the church door after they've shook hands with the bride and groom. Now, obviously everybody was warned of this coming down the aisle and some did, some didn't, but I would suggest over 90% of them did so. And even if they forgot to do it coming towards the bride, they most definitely did it after they left the bride on each occasion. And that left the whole environment of 42, 48 people much safer for each other. Yeah, good, and that's good. what's needed all the time. Professional advice and personal responsibility. And it also comes back to what Alan Golden was saying as well, just in relation to preparing yourself and, and making sure, you know, and doing the COVID course and and, and, and it just yes. instills confidence. I'm going to go back to you on that, Jerry. I want to move on to Trevor Matthews and then I'll go back to Pamela then. Are you still with us, Pamela? I'm still here. Excellent. Brilliant, brilliant. Trevor, you are a DJ with Midland DJs. Tell us all about the dance floor. Be truthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I suppose we are back doing weddings, um, you know, a small few at this stage, but um, we've been really surprised, I suppose, like the weddings we've done have been great. You know, to be honest with you, if you didn't know COVID-19 was happening, you probably wouldn't think it was anything much different in terms of, you know, the atmosphere and that. Um, but I will say, I do a lot of full night weddings, anyhow, with small numbers. So I suppose a lot of my couples, they're probably under the 100, 100 person mark, anyhow. So it wasn't really a, a big step for them to jump down to maybe below 50. Um, yeah, it's been great. Like, you know, no hassle at all. And Trevor, could I ask you something? Been more or less the same. Just, I think some couples have just had to move their the timeline forward, really. And that, that was a, one yeah. of the big things. Um, but yeah, they're very good. So Trevor, when you're taking requests, then do you have some sort of a system in place? Are, are people coming up and shouting at you and screaming, looking for thunderstruck at all hours of the morning? Well, not all hours of the morning because you have the curfew, but <laughs> what way are you dealing yeah. with that? Yeah, so I suppose the first wedding we've done, we kind of, we learned our lesson, you know, we had a good people popping up to us, getting a bit closer than probably we wanted them to be. So for the next wedding, we were ready for that. Then we actually uh, set up a little table just beside us about two metres away and we printed out a request sheet. So you could put down the name of the song, name of the artist, who the request was. We actually had a wedding there on last week and <laughs> the request thing went around the whole room and they came back and I had about six pages of requests. So, <laughs> well, that's yeah, good. It's a good way of doing it. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. And is there murder on the dance floor, as uh, Sophie Ellis Baxter once said? 
yeah, yeah. No, look, I think um, what we're seeing, Annie, like, you know, the weddings are very small, so, you know, they're, they're below the 50 numbers. The rooms are big. Like, we were in the, the Sheridan Hotel last Friday. It's a very big room. They had a big dance floor. I, the way I see most guests dancing is they do seem to stick to their own group, you know. So whatever table they've been sitting at for the day, you can nearly see the, the groups on the dance floor, you know, and obviously the couple, you know, kind of stick themselves in as well, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been good. Like, yeah, we've been doing everything basically the same as we would, doing our first dance, doing our introductions, doing our interaction as much as we can. No rock the boat, obviously, but <laughs> we don't really do that anyhow. <laughs> no, no, no one wants rock the boat. I got to move back no. to pa- I got to move back to Pamela as well because I'm I want to find out is there anything changed Pamela in in the style over the last couple of months of what kind of. Uh, brides are, are looking for like so so as a makeup artist do you do the brides the bridesmaids and um, the mother of the bride is that the general way it works yeah, yeah the whole lot right bridesmaids mother of the bride sometimes mother of the groom and then you have sister-in-laws and friends so um you could have up to maybe eight people in the morning of a wedding to get ready okay and has that changed much since the kind of restriction to 50? Yes and no. Like some people are just going ahead. They're still having their brides, the three bridesmaids and their mum. So like the average would be around five. Um, okay. But then you have other people that are literally, it's just the bride and her mum because they're having the, the small ceremony, the micro wedding. Um, so it's just herself and her mum. They still want to have their hair and makeup done because they're still having photos. So they, they want to look lovely in the photos, obviously. Yes, of course. Um, so it's kind of 50-50. Some people are still having the big bridal party, um, but some are having the smaller um, ceremony with smaller numbers and then having a big party later days so they're going to have the big bridal party then. But with, with regards to style, um, for the ones that are having the smaller, say just the bride and her mum and maybe a sister or one bridesmaid, they're kind of keeping it a little bit more natural because they're just wearing, you know, like a regular dress. It wouldn't be the actual wedding dress. Yeah. Um, so they're saving the real wow kind of look for when they're having the big party and they get to wear their dress. So, yeah, if they're wearing the, the wedding dress, they're going all out um, full glam. And then if they're, they're wearing something a little bit more casual, they're going a little bit more natural. And what's your, typical, what's your typical structure then? You, you, you Are you going to their house or, or do they stay overnight in the venue the night before? Um, is there anything there that, that has structurally changed for you or is it pretty much the same procedure? Pretty much the same, to be honest with you. I'm still going to the house or the hotel, and if it's a thing that it was a really early start, I would stay over the night before. If I had, would say, two, two and a half hours um, travel ahead of me, I'd, I'd go the night before just so I could be there really early. Um, because there, there's some bridal parties we, we have to start at kind of half six, seven o'clock. In the morning? I've been at a bride's house knocking on her door at six o'clock in the morning, getting her up out of bed to get her oh, makeup done. Oh, right. Um, but she had an hour to travel to her ceremony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, come she here. Had an, her ceremony was an hour away from the house, and it was a 12 o'clock ceremony. That kind of leads us on to our next question. We, the timeline of the day, obviously, now with the 11.30 curfew has to come back a little bit more. Um, maybe, actually, if I, if I bring in, in, yeah. in golden moments there, Alan, for the photography yeah, end of it. Uh, so that's, that's definitely... Are you seeing now, for, for the people that are having the wedding with 50 restriction yeah. and are going ahead with the band and the DJ are you starting to get requests now from the couple to say hey we pushed the time back what are you seeing there yeah so everything looks exactly the same from church ceremony time or civil ceremony time as you'd expect them to be um, but what we're finding and what couples are asking us is, is instead of a dinner bed at 5.30 they're going to try and make it 4.30 right. um, and even even earlier if they can um, speeches 
then I suppose our speeches generally in Ireland are, are not terribly long, um, but we're getting lots of, of, of talk about short speeches, you know, yeah. and, and then just getting the DJ or the band going as quickly as they can and, and really having the DJ or the band set up in the room, you know, even before even before the dinner is served, which is which is novel. Yeah. Uh, and doable, of course, because the numbers, you know, uh, your, your, your 40 or 45 people uh, aren't going to take up the entire room. So that room is there for it to happen. And to be honest with you, it actually works very efficiently. And, and you know, they're, 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 they're busy days, they're fun days, there's a lot crammed in. And right up to that 11.30, you know, yeah. there's an awful lot of fun. Yeah, there is. Can and I look, we're first-hand witnesses. One of the instances there that, again, we've been trying to help our couples, and, and because there are lesser bookings happening on a weekly basis, you're able to spend more time with each couple in the planning. But one of the things that we have been able to assist with is that the, the typical Northeast wedding is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Some couples were going at 1, but very rarely did it go before that. And the reason behind it was dealing with clergy and church-bound weddings was potentially there could be a funeral in the church on the morning. And that has meant that the priest wouldn't allow a wedding before one o'clock. He'd have an 11 o'clock funeral, half 12, the guests are gone, here comes the bride, we're in at one. Maybe some of the older parish priests were looking for two o'clock to give themselves a bigger gap. And what we've been suggesting to our couples now, nine, ten weeks out from the wedding, go back and talk to the clergy with COVID changing not only the face of weddings, but also the face of funerals. There's not the big urgency to have the funeral on a specific Monday or Tuesday morning. It can be moved by a day if necessary. And using that as the protocol for the discussion with the priest, a lot of our couples have been able to change the time of the wedding from 2 o'clock back to 12 o'clock. Great, and yeah. that follows up with what Alan Golden is going to do is, if you have the 12 o'clock ceremony, well, your day is starting earlier. And if you're still on the dance floor at 11.30 that night, you've had the same wedding. You have, As yeah. you were promising. Yeah, it's not half one in the morning. It's not half eleven at night. So, for those guests or for those couples rather that are listening to your podcast today, I would urge go back and talk to your civil ceremony celebrant, or talk to your parish priest, priest and say, yeah. "Look, any chance of moving this thing back and yeah. go for twelve? If guests are going to a wedding, they are going to the wedding with the mindset at the moment of a young spring lamb. They are that happy to get out of the life they're trapped in." and get to a bloody wedding and get out on the dance floor and have a pint yeah. and enjoy themselves. They're uh, not going to care whether it's 12, 1 or 2, no, so uh, you can enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, we've been so suppressed there. Just Alan from uh, Wedding Car Galway, but just jump back to you. Are, you. are you noticing that as well with your couples? There's this sense of euphoria. You get them into the car. They're just so excited. Um, are you Because I know your your business, Alan, is a very personal touch. It's not just about putting someone into a car. Um, and, and I'm sure the conversation, you're a conversationist, uh, and that's that's why you're such a, a busy in that category that you're in. So could you tell us about that? Like, do you see that? Do you find that from the couple and then the, the father the brother or, or the couple's parents what are you seeing there 100 percent uh Cahal. um as, as i as i touched on on the previous point um earlier on in the podcast um a lot of it now i i, I won't say relief because no one has ever released it shouldn't be relieved to be actually going to meet someone at the top of the aisle or civil ceremony that actually you might be so many years together at this stage but it's just you know there's been a, a few false dawns i'll put it that way since march 
and it's just basically the day is here now. Uh, as you said yourself, be it the dad or the mum or whoever is accompanying uh, the bride in the car, it's just the joy call of actually. Joy, yeah. It, it, it's here now. It's here. Uh, nothing can put this. It doesn't really matter if it's finished in eleven thirty. Backing up the point that Jerry just made, um, I have already got two. I've got three different requests from three different brides all bringing it forward to a 12 o'clock uh, ceremony. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm, not that I know anything about photography or light or anything like that, but I find that maybe in the, the winter weddings or maybe your November or your December, it might actually suit the photographers or even the videographers a bit more that um, the daylight, or, you know, it's actually there until maybe 4 o'clock, 4.30. And they might have a small bit uh, to get better shots or better pictures or better footage. The fact that, if they're out of the church by, by um, 12.40, 12.45, 1 o'clock, rather than getting out of the church at 3 o'clock, you have a small bit of leeway as regards getting some pictures done as well. So, do you know what? As regards getting yourself, Carl, and your band uh, on stage at a certain time, getting getting Trevor, getting the DJ on after yourselves or whatever, yeah. um, it's, it's going to suit everybody. Like that 11.30, that 11.30 isn't really a death nail, you know what well, I mean? That, that 11.30, you know, if everybody does their best to actually get the show on the road a bit earlier. There's nothing wrong with that 11.30. Absolutely. And if I can come in on that as my own experience being in the band, we were dreading it. I'm sure Trevor will agree with me on this. The 11.30, we're going, right, that's it. People are just not going to get married. But all of a sudden, people are going, yeah, look, we just moved the time back. And whatever happens after 11.30 in the venue, whatever happens, they go to their hotel rooms or whatever. But Pamela, does this mean now that you're going to have to start knocking on doors at like 4 a.m. <laughs> with the timeline? But <laughs> that's what I, that's where I kind of, cons- where I'd be concerned about it now. But I suppose you'll be able to work around that Pamela wouldn't you as well if things are being pushed back yeah absolutely if it means I have to bring another person with me to help out with the hair and makeup um, so be it as long as we get the bride out the door on time that's, that's our number one priority that's the goal but the, the bride is always late though is that the makeup artist's fault <laughs> Never. <laughs> it's never my fault, anyway. No, it's not your fault. It's just a tradition. It's just be late, you know. Just um, a tradition, exactly. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And just Trevor, so, I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, when you're coming to the DJ part of it, you were saying you do full nights, and then, you know, with the 11.30 yeah. curfew, you know, we could say, well, how do we fit the band and DJ in? From what we're witnessing is the band no actually... Yeah, band go on at seven. Band can play from seven yeah, to half yeah. nine and DJ from yeah. half nine to half 11 or quarter past 11, yeah. right? I've done a couple of weddings. They've been full nights and they've been band and DJ. So, like, the one we done last week was in the Sheridan at Loan. Uh, I landed at six o'clock. They were finished dinner at six. We were set up for seven. So they still had from seven to half 11. So fitting in your DJ full night or your band and your band and DJ... Not really a problem. Actually, I'm probably playing longer now because the weddings are smaller and there's no delay with the food service. It's a lot quicker. Also, um, there's no moving top tables out of the way because the room is so big, you have room to go in and set up. You know, so you're not delaying at all, really. Yeah, and Eve, that, that could bring us back to uh, Jerry Duffy and, and, and Alan from Golden Moments. Like, I'm sure all, all of you guys here on the panel today would agree that entertainment is a big part uh, of a wedding and some couples feel a little bit unsure uh, how is this going to work at my wedding with only you know 45 people we did a wedding to 19 people last week it was a rocking wedding it was great and with the speeches and the timeline I suppose coming to Jerry and Alan if you want to come in on this like you always would capture maybe the first dance of the band and, and stuff like that so what advice would you have in relation to the speeches 
touching off before the meal, after the meal. What do you think works better there if I go to Alan first? Yeah, well, as a general rule, Cahal, what we find is that speeches before the meal work better. Everything seems to work quicker and more efficient. For some reason, and I, you know, Jerry has put his finger on this, I'm sure, as to why speeches after the meal, things tend to drift a little bit and suddenly the band is on a little bit later. So we would generally, as a rule, would recommend that speeches happen before the meal from a, from a, in a time efficiency perspective, but also anyone who's speaking, you know, they can enjoy their meal after the speeches, you know, <laughs> they can relax, they've been dreading it all day. Yeah. So look, as we come near the end of the podcast, I think we're the message from all of us as suppliers, we have a videographer here, photographer, wedding transport, wedding makeup and hair, and we have a DJ, and I suppose I could speak from the band's front. Um, the message is that weddings ain't so bad with COVID-19, and should we call them COVID weddings? Okay, I'll get, the, I'll get the last word in anyway, I suppose. The, the message again, we keep on kind of... I think we all agree as suppliers, we probably feel that we have to be able to share this experience with couples because they don't really have any reference point to, you know, other experiences of other couples going ahead. Um, and I suppose with government announcements coming out, hopefully they'll give us a few more extra guests. Um, Pamela, I'm going to go back to you one last time. Okay, are you still with yes, us? I'm still here. Brilliant. So when you when you finish the makeup, because I'm intrigued by this, I've never been in a situation where I've been in the room with a makeup artist. So when you're finished the hair and the makeup and stuff, do you ever go along to the ceremony part to touch up or or do you, does that happen? No, not really. Um, you might get the odd bride. You say if the, the reception is close by, that might bring us out that evening to to change up her hair or makeup. Um, right. but it's it's very very rare. Um. Like we do a fairly good job in that when we do it in the morning, it lasts perfectly throughout the whole day. So it's, it's rare that they would need anything touched up, but we'd always give them little tips to do it themselves. If, if um, the lipstick or anything like that it did need to top up, we'd have spoken about it and I'd have given them products and whatnot to do it themselves. Okay. Um, but it was, it's very rare that we'd have to go and do it. Okay, perfect. I, I, Alan, Wedding Car Galway, I'm going to go to you. Have you any little tips? So if I just go to everyone, we'll get one little tip from everybody. Uh, Alan, for yourself, any little tip that you'd like to put in? Uh, small tip that I have, Carl, but if they, if they don't adhere to it, um, I can step in with it. Um, you know, if, you leave, if you're leaving your suit or your, your, an evening dress to a dry cleaner to get dry cleaned, um, it comes back and uh, the, the plastic covering will be on it and it'll be pristine. Um, I, I use that plastic covering um, from my own here, so I'd have it uh, in the boot of the car because um, photographers can pick any any area to, to, to photograph a couple on their wedding day. So there could be glass clippings, there could be bits of twigs, there could be acorns, it uh, could be down on the beach. So like it might be dry, the, the, it might be a dry day, but um, the, that sand is going to absorb moisture. So you're going to get like a, a little stripe all the way around the hem of the wedding dress, depending on the style, definitely on the on the train and on the veil. Um, so as I said, Carl, I, I'd always um, tell a bride, um, save, save up those that bit of plastic. You can split it two or three ways. Um, I spread it out behind them. They stand Brilliant. on it, uh, get a stone or whatever. And it just, you know, just when, when the bride, when the couple arrive at the hotel, Carl, uh, the dress will be pristine, uh, walking, walking on the red carpet in the hotel. It's just a small thing. But if, if, if you don't have answered under the dress, believe me, you will, you'll notice the difference between a dress that 
was minded with the plastic underneath and, and a dress that wasn't. Good tip. Good tip. Very good. Uh, Alan uh, from Golden Moments, tip. Have you any tips for us before we go? So, when I would, all, yeah, a couple that I would always pass on to couples um, just before the, the, the big telephone call the week of the wedding. Um, bring comfortable shoes as a backup. Just always have shoes. comfy shoes close by, either in the wedding car or with one of the bridesmaids. They won't be seen under the dress if you don't want them seen. And a lot of couples, a lot of, a lot of girls, a lot of couples will have maybe personalized shoes or runners. That's one thing. And and the other thing is just, in the, in particularly in the in the week leading up to the wedding, to stay, you know, well hydrated. Right. You know, because on the day of the wedding, you just won't have time to take a drop of water or anything else. You know, there'll be a glass of Prosecco here, a glass of, you know, champagne there. No water coming into the system, and we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> you know Great. Well, they're, they're they're, two, they're, they're, just, just stay well hydrated in the, in the days. Two brilliant tips. Two brilliant tips. Jerry Duffy, tip. Um, I'm smiling still at, at uh, Alan from the, the wedding cars, uh, <laughs> suggesting that a bride shouldn't bring home a dirty my mother always said you shouldn't bring home a dirty husband. So <laughs> maybe God, yeah. that would be my tip. But on a, on a more note, I would suggest that the, the couples that we're talking to today, particularly COVID couples, take the time out to ring your supplier a week, 10 days ahead of the wedding. Go through every detail of your wedding with us as suppliers. We're not there just to take the money. We're there to try and get you the best. The Great best tip, yeah, absolutely. For your day. And we can only do that if you tell us enough wedding you're not annoying us or plaguing us with these phone calls and emails you're assisting us to do your job better so talk yeah. to your supplier a week out and if i finish it please but move your time to 12 noon rather than one or two yeah. you'll have a much better day and so will you. i can see i can see uh, uh, pamela at the end of the phone now going oh it's gonna be a 4 a.m start <laughs> but uh, moving back to 12 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Trevor from Midlands, tip. I know I'm putting you on the spot, guys, here with this Yeah, one. no, I think um, probably my top tip to couples is to actually, you know, you've paid a lot of money for entertainment, you know, enjoy it. Stay enjoy on the it. dance floor as much as you can. You know yourself, Carl, the best weddings that we play are where the couples actually stay dancing on the dance floor because it just, it's like a magnet. It keeps everyone there. And look, you've paid big money for your entertainment. You know, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Well, look, Pamela Matthews from Pamela Matthews Makeup and Hair, thank you very much. Trevor from Mindland DJs, thank you very much. Jerry Duffy from Jerry Duffy Wedding Videos, thank you very much. Wedding Car Galway, Alan Brennan, thank you very much. Great little tip about the plastic. I love that. That's nice to have it in the boot of the car. It's good to know. And uh, of course, last but not least, Alan Golden from Golden Moments. Thank you for sharing your experience. And I hope any of the couples that got the chance to listen to this podcast it was helpful do enjoy the rest of your day thank you very much